Straw Hut Media. When you were growing up, your parents likely taught you that there were two things you were not to discuss at the dinner table or with guests, religion and politics. Why is that though? Are we so afraid of either our own opinion or the opinion of others that we intentionally avoid the conflict of disagreement? These days, that seems to be the norm. If you find yourself in a political argument, seek the nearest exit. But what if, instead of just exiting, you jumped ship completely and became a party animal? Maybe the political path was so rigorous that as you started discovering your sexuality, you realized the party scene was way more your speed. That's Jordan Stavecki, former Obama campaign intern, current it boy. I'm Levi Chambers, and from Straw Hut Media, this is LGBTQ Plus You. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. My name is Jordan Stavecki. I'm 24. Just moved to LA in February uh, from New York. Originally from DC. Used to work in politics. Then I got into nightlife in New York. And now I'm in LA trying to figure out my life. Jordan is, was, the formerly self-appointed it boy of the New York nightlife scene. I maybe would have said that previously, but now I'm much more down to earth, so. Okay, what would you have to have done I, to get that title? In no, I mean, I would give myself that, like, you know, head twink in charge, um, for sure. Nightlife might seem like a silly notion to you, but to some, it's a serious business. And whatever you do, don't call them club kids. Um, I just don't. I don't know. The term is very off-putting for me. I prefer socialite. Jordan went from the political trail to the New York nightlife scene, and now he's in LA. It's infamous. It's like, you know, it's more on par with like, not Berlin, but like, you know, LA is not on the same spectrum. Right. Like in New York, you have like Amanda Lepore, like people mm -hmm. who are like always seen. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. LA is different. I mean, there's certainly like nightlife icons here, but I feel like LA is essentially rehab for New Yorkers. So you're in rehab is what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> I just couldn't pay for the real thing. <laughs> they tried to make me go to rehab, I said no, no, no. He might be in pseudo rehab now, aka not in rehab at all, but it doesn't change the fact that his background is in politics. I hope this was your look, like with the cross and the nipple ring. <laughs> Absolutely but, like, for... not. No? <laughs> I wish it was too, but you know. It, you have to like tone everything down and I think that's why I'm so rebellious and provocative now because that was like y you just put on a facade and that was I worked in politics when I was coming out of high school in high school was my first campaign I interned on so it was like I was a much different person I was like 18 and living in Virginia and like preppy and like trying to fit into this mold of the person that I wasn't so can you say who it was what that you worked at my first campaign was yeah. for obama yeah. so your image is very provocative but behind the scenes you really enjoyed interning on the obama campaign of course yeah to know jordan just to see jordan is to know he really owns who he is i was like all or nothing i'm a faggot <laughs> here i am i don't know i was always really into fashion but i kind of like held back but i mean it was also a lot more accessible in new york i just really like all my money would go to designer clothes and just like you know like thrifting and just like i love clothes truly but i mean once i had that wardrobe it was much easier to like express myself in a proper way 
To a lot of people, Jordan might look like a boundary pusher. Whether it be in fashion or in formalities, the words he chooses to describe himself, a certain F word, aren't necessarily ones everybody might find appropriate. But when you're looking to stand out in a noisy world, isn't that the point? I just, I love the word. I don't, it's, it's something I've been called many a time, so I feel like I'm certainly allowed to say it. I'm, I'm sure that's yeah, offensive to some people, I don't know. I just, with my experience being called it, it's like, I, when I'm called it, it's because I'm like walking down the street and like, you know, in a looking like one. It's like, you know, I've always wanted to get a tattoo on me. It's just like a part of me. It's like a part of like my experience. I don't, I don't see any negative connotation with it. I think there's certain words that we shouldn't say, but I just don't want to have such negative connotations with words and like give them that much power. For me, it's a power thing. If you like make it that powerful, then, you know. The debate on words will be ongoing forever. What can and can't we say and why? But culturally, the value of reclaiming a word gives the power back to those who once had the power wielded against them. And for a lot of people, it's always going to be a hot button topic. But shouldn't we measure the impact of a word based on either the injury it might cause or the celebration it may inspire? To be proud of the image you've created for yourself, including its many nomenclatures, both socially acceptable and not, is what makes us unique. And authenticity is the only way life is worth living. So what does that mean in today's world? People are just in cancel culture. It's like you say one thing. It's like people, you have to understand, people grow, people learn, people go, you know, go through things. It's like, yeah, some people should be canceled, absolutely. But like, you got to learn to forgive and like let people progress. Not everyone's at the same place as you. And what about the politics of today's world? Even that can be exhausting. With your experience in politics, I mean, it kind of, you know, forced you into, not forced you, but it inspired you to change your life and kind of, like you said, take a risk, right? Elite. Yeah. How are the politics of today? Like today, you know, Trump said that the main reason he doesn't think trans people should be in the military is because they take too many meds. <sighs> like, it's crazy, right? It's a lot. It's, I used to be of mind that, like, I was so offended when people were not engaged and now I'm kind of, I mean, I am engaged, but I'm so like, like by it all. Like I just like, you know, I roll, but I used to be so engaged and so bothered when people weren't, but I could truly get it now. It's so off putting. And, um, I, you know, it just like blows my mind. I can't even like articulate, <laughs> Yeah, you know, but even, but not just for the Republican, with Democrats too. It's like, they cannot get their shit together. It's like, I don't understand what's going on and I'm so tired people are so aligned with one party and I just I think it's such bullshit like have your own opinions don't be such like straight ticket it you, you can't be that way minds don't work that way you, right you're not always, you're not gonna agree with every policy and that's what people do and they they're just brainwashed they just watch the news and they listen to whatever and like they don't make their own opinions I feel like social media is a, plays a big part in that and it's just like everybody is in this society of like like you know following each other's ideas not really creating their own and they don't want to offend and i'm just i'm not like that we're in like a retweet society where it's like oh yeah that's my policy (sighs) retweet make your own fucking tweets like (laughs) and in this climate relationships in any environment can be difficult i do get distracted by boys very easily i mean it's natural for me 
Um, I got that from my mother. She's always um, relied on men. <laughs> um, but ideally, no. If it happens, sure. But I don't know. Everyone I've dated here, it's, it's been nice. But I also like don't like being treated well, and, you know. <laughs> Sometimes in others, we see a desire to be mistreated. There's a fun, playful way of talking about it, as if everyone to a certain degree has their faults and appreciates the faults in others. But as a country, there's a general sense of us being mistreated by the current administration, that the LGBTQ plus community is one of the central targets of an entire political party. And for Jordan, his desire to get involved in politics came from his own personal struggles of being mistreated. My childhood was very dark. Um... <laughs> very broken home. Um, my father was in the CIA. He died in like a freak accident on his way home from overseas when I was in like first grade. My mother was like kind of like the center of our family and she like did everything, like held all the holidays, cooked, she was the best cook. And uh, she's like the matriarch of the family, so to speak. Um, and when he died, she kind of like lost it a little. And then my grandmother got cancer. Her mom died a few months later. She really like, you know, sent her into a dark place. Um, and then she met my stepfather and he was very abusive to us both. And um, I had a very strict upbringing from that point on with him in my life. He was military. It was like, if I put my elbows on the table, I was like decked in the face. Very, very strict upbringing. So it kind of like, I don't know, it was, it was a lot to deal with as a child. When others force us to hide from ourselves, within many of us, it creates a void that becomes nearly impossible to fill. We aren't allowed to exist as we are and are made to live behind a mask fashioned by the choices of others. And that's a fashion style no one can wear forever. I mean, because I would, I would go so far as to like every mannerism, the way I moved my hands, the way I spoke, like everything was so contrived, which mentally and physically like will drain you that's that's advice i have i don't know if that pertains to new york but like don't don't do it just like fucking be yourself because that that will really put you in a dark place not a good dark place <laughs> that really is the worst thing for me is just trying to like mask myself it might be a surprise that on the political trail is where he finally decided to take the mask off i got a job on the gubernatorial race in Virginia. Uh, we won. I've worked on like seven or eight campaigns throughout Virginia, then DC, and I, um, we lost the primary in Northern Virginia, like outside of DC, and I was like terrified to move back home because I was just like becoming comfortable being gay, you know? And like, that was the first time in my life where I didn't, it's not like I went up to everyone, like I, I'm gay, you know? It was the first time I, if it came up, it, of course, you know? And so it was like a transition period for me. It's amazing what happens when we stop carrying the weight on our shoulders placed by other people. And the person who comes through on the other side of that internal struggle might not make others happy, but it brings joy to the self. There's a photo on your Instagram where you're wearing like, it's like chains sort of, but on your face and it kind of covers your eyes, your mm -hmm. nose, your mouth, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Like it would not be a functional look. No, no, there's not a lot of functional things about fashion or looks. So would you say it's more like suggestive of the persona as opposed to like who you are in reality? It's like my highest form, you know, it's like my idea. Like, I mean, I would dress like that every day. Absolutely. But, you know, 
you get a lot of dirty looks. People, people aren't comfortable with themselves. They can't handle all that much glamour. Okay, so how does, if this is day wear, how does this affect like your day to day? Like going to it the grocery store. It puts me in the best mood. There is nothing I love more than like waking up. I have a also a thing I love about LA is the space. I have a gorgeous walk-in closet. I like wake up and go in and I'm just like, you know, looking through the rack of like everything that I've collected. And it's like, I my clothes are my babies. Like I collect clothes, like people collect stamps. And I, that's outdated maybe. Very expensive <laughs> I stamps. I don't know what people collect anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, my clothes are everything. Jordan is a walking runway show at all times, but it brings him joy and gives value to his state of being. And really, isn't that the highest goal in life? So you have your, you told me this is your day look. And this is a day look. I mean, it's intense. It's a Gautier button-up and a blazer. I thrifted in some Dior pants. Oh my gosh, I love that you're like red carpet ready. Like, who are you wearing tonight? Always. <laughs> but despite finding himself in fashion, what was the thing that put him off of politics? I was very put off by it. And I think that really just like, you know, jaded me. And I did, being 18, working like, 12 hour days like seven like you work so hard when you're working on campaigns it's you have a deadline you're getting somebody elected it's not you, you don't get days off i mean yeah it was i was working all the time since i was out of high school like i graduated and i was like i got the job on the governor's campaign and my boss was like take off like spend some time with your family you just graduated i was like no i want to start now like, i was so into it i we were i was so you know determined to move to new york my family I was like i my aunt i grew like my aunt took me in when my mom like fully lost it um my aunt was like mm, they're like realists they're very just like you know they've settled on living in Virginia and not, they don't like it, but they just stay there. I don't get it. There's a lot of that like mentality in America, just like you don't take risks and leaps. And they're like, no, it's not going to happen. Like, it's just too expensive. Like, don't do it. And then I, I did it. I got a job in a week and I moved there with like $500, just horrifying. Um, and the campaign, we were working against the incumbent and his name was Michael Grimm. He was indicted on 20 counts of fraud. Um, and he was, facing jail he was gonna go to jail and uh he beat us still even though and then he went to jail like two weeks later but he there's even a video of him like look it up it's amazing on youtube it's like michael graham like threatening a reporter and he's like the reporter confronts him about the 20 indictments and he's like i'm gonna he didn't know he was being recorded and you see the reporter's face when he comes back to him and the reporter's petrified like because he's like macho italian like staten island he's like i'm gonna break you in half like a little boy and like throw you off the rotunda they're on capitol hill nonetheless just like you can't even like wrap your mind around it and he still beat us because it's staten island and southern brooklyn are incredibly conservative and just like this very weird sect of america that's like i'm from the south and even i was thrown off and from there for jordan it was all or nothing from social action to socialite. I like really rebelled after that because I was becoming gay, but I was kind of constrained by politics and it was like this weird dynamic and you can't post anything on social media and it's all behind the scenes. It's like drugs and like everyone's hooking up and it's just like, yeah, it's a lot. It's like, I would say even crazier than nightlife that I experienced in politics behind the scenes. Um, but in front of the like, the public you have to you know you can't be like that so i think nightlife i was kind of so repressed in politics i was like ready to party 
And, you but, just needed to do something else. Yeah. Escape. Yeah. And that, yeah. And like I said, that was by way of friends. Because I was going out with my friends all the time and they were getting paid for it. And I was like, well, I want to if I'm going out this much. Like, so I started hosting parties. And the rest is and can you make great money doing that? You, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many parties. And if you're like on top of your game, I mean, yeah, certainly. And if you haven't heard it by now, you might be wondering if you're hearing the real Jordan Stavecki or the Jordan he's created. I mean, certainly you put up nightlife. A lot of people have a personality, a persona. I mean, you drink a little, an accent comes on, you know. <laughs> it happens. Um, but Lindsay Lohan would agree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she becomes like I Armenian. Lo I, lo I love it. I wish I was that French. committed. I get a little Russian, but that's for my family. Um, I think, yeah, being in the scene, Sometimes, you know, you're partying so much, sometimes you get a reputation. And that speaks volumes. So did you have a good reputation or a bad reputation? It depends who you talk to. <laughs> it varied. Maybe more on the bad side. Not bad isn't bad, but... Like Taylor Swift bad reputation? Certainly not. <laughs> Even on social media, where everyone assumes that glitz and glam is happening in the moment, every moment, branding is key. You've built up quite like the Instagram following and I would say your Instagram is very, it's like an, don't take offense, it's like an artistic rendition of how you would want people to perceive that party person Abs persona, absolutely. right? Absolutely. It's not like a clear representation of me. I mean, it's social media. Right. It's all a facade and I, I'm good at, I know my brand and I know my character that I like to portray. I've like definitely gotten that down. But stepping into a personality in which you feel most comfortable isn't necessarily living in a fabricated world. When you're forced to hide away the majority of your life, learning that you can create your own highest form of self and step into it is one of the most rewarding things you could achieve. But it's hard to keep anything up forever, even if it's fun. Because change truly is the only constant in anyone's life. New York changes. New York can be like, really fun and like you know the center of everything but then it can kind of it goes through like waves of like which i think is natural for like progression of anything uh, it kind of has to suck for a while to be like the best and that's kind of the point when i left uh, i don't know what it's like now i think also i got older it's not as f you you do something for five years and it's not as fun after the fifth year <laughs> you know i've done this you've done everything it's like i want to experience new things there's so much to do in life but before L.A., one of his friends won a season of a certain hit TV show, and it took them around the world. My friend won Drag Race, and we, it was Aquaria, and we, I was her assistant, we toured the world. We went to like 20 countries in the past year, and that was right before I moved to L.A., and that was crazy in itself as well. I'd never really traveled that much, 20 countries, amazing. And RuPaul's Drag Race takes people from being drag queens to being superstars. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. So was that crazy seeing your friend kind of transcend to that position? I mean, I just, I still fear the same way. She's a dumb bitch. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I always knew it was in the cards for her. Everyone always asked and even like three years before I was like, yeah, she's gonna win when she goes on. And that was, you know, she was determined to be on it. Like, you know, I knew her well enough to know. So it was never surprising to me. And finally, he settled in LA. Maybe settled isn't the right word for someone like Jordan who is constantly on the go. But knowing that the path toward finding himself started in politics 
It'd be hard to imagine him never getting the itch to going back. I would get back into politics, but on a different, not working campaigns, more like grassroots for like, maybe something like a fundraising thing for like LGBT rights, something along those lines. So in his words, what can any of us do to get involved in being a force for positive change? Volunteer. <laughs> like everybody has a lot of free time. I don't care who you are. You, you're at one point, you're sitting on your phone, volunteer, I don't know. Write your local congressman, leave him a voicemail, you can do that. I don't, it may not make a difference to you, but actions speak louder than words. I will always be, I won't, that's not, I'm not ever gonna like turn a blind eye to it because I think it's so vital and like, uh, I just, I think more on like a local side of it. I like wish people focus more on like local elections and stuff, um, you know, not just like nationwide. I feel like, and I, I don't like how people are on social media where they're just like, you know, social media warriors. It's like, do something. Don't, don't just sit on, you're not doing that much by bitching on social media. Do something. So thank you so much for being here today. If uh, listeners want to follow along with your journey, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at S-T-A-W-E-C-K-I-X. And then Twitter is Stoecki as well with three X's. Triple X. Triple X. <laughs> It's Pride Month, not just in our country, but around the world. What does it mean to you or to others to be out and proud? Life, despite a certain set of people trying to make it as such, is definitely not a straight path. It twists and turns and curves and bends. It, like water, is fluid. And the route between two points could take you places you might never have thought you'd find yourself. Maybe politics, maybe nightlife, fashion, or anywhere in between. But regardless of where your life takes you, isn't it about the journey? So today and every day, celebrate you. Celebrate your ups and downs and twists and turns. Celebrate taking the road less traveled. Celebrate all that you've learned along the way. Because deep down, we all know just traversing a trail that's already been blazed by others is super fucking boring. Knock down those walls and leap before you look. Take a chance on yourself. You might fall, but what if you fly? LGBTQ plus you is brought to you by Straw Hut Media. If you like the show, don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts and be sure to leave us a review. The show can be found all across social media at LGBT, at LGBTQ, and at Pride. Yes, those handles are us. If you'd like to check out more of our great shows, give us a look at strawhutmedia.com. And you can find me on social at Levi Chambers or at Gaiety. Our producers are Will Sterling and Ryan Tillotson. This episode was written, engineered, and edited by Will Sterling. Those fellas can be found at Will Sterling underscore and at Ryan Tillotson. Do you have an interesting LGBTQ plus life story? Email us your adventures in detail at LGBTQ at strawhutmedia.com. <laughs>